0: Clinical Issues by Byron Burlingame Patient Jewelry Removal Before a Procedure Question. If a surgical patient has multiple piercings and dermal implants in various locations on his or her abdomen, which of these items needs to be removed before the procedure? Are there other measures that we can take to prevent patient injury? Answer. There are multiple factors to consider when deciding whether jewelry must be removed before an operative or other invasive procedure, including the risk of the jewelry being retained and posing an increased risk of infection or causing constriction related to edema, a pressure injury related to positioning, or burns from the use of electrosurgical devices. Jewelry includes body piercings, bracelets, necklaces, rings, and dermal implants. The first step is to perform an assessment to determine the potential for patient injury. The assessment should include the following six patient-specific considerations. Jewelry composition, jewelry location, surgical site location, patient position, monopolar electrosurgery use, and single-use dispersive electrode location. When a procedure is scheduled in advance, The preoperative instruction should include information regarding jewelry removal that applies to the procedure. However, emergent situations may require alternative measures. Consider the following scenario, in which a patient presents to the emergency department, ED, with multiple piercings, dermal implants, and other jewelry. A 30-year-old male patient visits the ED with complaints of severe pain in his right lower abdomen. After examining the patient, the ED team determines that he requires an emergent laparoscopic appendectomy and places an IV catheter in his left hand. The ED nurse informs the RN circulator during the handover that the patient refuses to remove his jewelry unless absolutely necessary. The jewelry consists of two earrings, two nipple rings, a wedding ring on his left ring finger, a tongue barbell, a Prince Albert-style penile piercing, six dermal implants arranged around his umbiculus, and an umbilical barbell. The physician's preference card requests monopolar electrosurgery for the procedure. The patient will be in the supine position, and the RN circulator will place the single-use dispersive electrode on his right thigh and prep his abdomen with antiseptic skin prep solution. The anesthesia professional will administer inhalation anesthesia through an endotracheal tube. In this scenario, the patient or a perioperative team member should remove the patient's tongue barbell because of the potential for it to become dislodged during intubation and the umbilical barbell because it may interfere with the surgeon's ability to make the necessary incisions in the abdomen. The potential also exists for the umbilical barbell to be retained if it is dislodged during the procedure and falls into one of the port sites. Further, it could become a reservoir for microorganisms and result in a postoperative infection. For the positioning assessment, the supine position of the patient in this scenario does not affect the need for the patient to remove his jewelry. When using monopolar electrosurgery during a procedure, AORN recommends removing any of the patient's metal jewelry that is located in the pathway between the active and single-use dispersive—that is passive—electrodes. In the past, some perioperative personnel would place tape or adhesive bandages over rings or piercings to prevent burns. However, there is no supporting evidence to show that this is an effective intervention to prevent an electrosurgical burn. From an electrosurgical perspective, it is not necessary to remove the patient's wedding ring in this scenario because it is not in the pathway between the active and passive electrodes. However, the patient or perioperative team member should remove the ring because it is located on the same extremity as the IV catheter. If the IV catheter becomes infiltrated, the patient's left hand may become edematous, resulting in reduced circulation in his left ring finger. The patient or perioperative team member also should remove the patient's penile piercing and the dermal implants in his abdomen because these may be in the pathway between the active and single use dispersive electrodes. However, one study states that the removal of stainless steel dermal implants may not be necessary. The researchers measured the skin temperature at dermal implant sites located between the active and single use dispersive electrodes on swine skin. They placed the single use dispersive electrode approximately three quarters of an inch caudal to the implant the surgical site was the same distance cranial to the implant. They set the electrosurgical unit at 30 watts coagulation, activated the active electrode continuously for 30 seconds, and measured the effects on the skin using thermal imaging and gross histological examination. The skin temperature rose from 37.1 degrees Celsius, 98.8 degrees Fahrenheit, at baseline to 64.8 degrees Celsius, 148.6 148.6 degrees Fahrenheit at the surgical site 38.6 degrees Celsius 101.5 degrees Fahrenheit at the implant site and 39.2 degrees Celsius 102.6 degrees Fahrenheit at a control site on the contralateral side of the swine the differences in the temperature changes at the implant and control sites were not significant and there was no thermal injury to the tissue near the implant site the researchers concluded that it may not be necessary to remove stainless steel dermal implants before a procedure, even if they are near the incision site. Two other expert opinion articles indicate that technological improvements in electrosurgical units have almost eliminated the risk for alternate site burns caused by stray current leaks. An alternative to removing jewelry is to use a different method of cutting and coagulating. For example, bipolar coagulation ultrasonic scalpel instead of using traditional monopolar electrosurgery these methods are considered safe because either the electrical current does not travel through the patient to the dispersive electrode or there is no current used at all the patient or a perioperative team member should remove jewelry located in the surgical site preparation area because it may interfere with the perioperative staff members' ability to to apply antiseptic skin prep solution properly. There is evidence that there is an increase in bacteria on hands when a ring is worn, even after personnel perform hand hygiene. Because the presence of jewelry on the hands results in an increase in bacteria on the skin, it seems that this would apply to all jewelry on the skin, regardless of whether the skin is being cleansed during hand hygiene or preoperative surgical skin preparation. An interdisciplinary team consisting of perioperative nurses, infection preventionists, surgeons, risk management personnel, anesthesia professionals, and a professional body piercer, if available, should establish a jewelry removal policy and procedure that includes preoperative patient education, including additional education required if the patient refuses to remove his or her jewelry. The policy and procedure also should contain jewelry removal instructions a list of the required removal tools for various types of jewelry and documentation requirements which may include the disposition of all jewelry that was removed and that remains on the patient the interdisciplinary team also can create a jewelry removal kit that contains the tools necessary for patients or staff members to remove various types of jewelry the kit may contain nonmetallic temporary implants The patient or a perioperative team member may insert before the surgical procedure to assist with keeping the piercing tract open. Plastic inserts are generally safe to use because plastic does not conduct electricity in the way that a metal insert does. One instance in which plastic inserts may not be used is when the piercing is located within the area where the antiseptic skin prep solution is applied the team may contact a professional body piercer to assist with identifying the safest removal methods and the tools needed for removal. If a patient is unable to remove his or her piercing and instructions for removal are not available in the policy and procedure, the patient may be able to instruct the perioperative team member how to remove it. In this situation, the staff member also may want to consult with a body piercer to obtain removal instructions.